0: What is up, Dallas sports fans? Today, we got a special episode. We got our buddy David on at Pale Justice 55 He writes over at Mavs Moneyball. He pumps great content out. He's got some good stuff coming up soon. You should definitely go check him out. We're gonna have David on to talk a little bit about Mavs free agency, off season, everything they've done so far. But first, we're gonna start off with a little bit of bet talk. Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of All in One Dallas Sports. We got a special one today and we're recording this on August 4th before USA plays Australia and before Slovenia plays France.
1: And we are coming to you with this pod from the area code 251. So whoever listens to this and access at Twitter it says where the area code 251 is. will receive $10. 10 free dollars. Mm. Come on, hit us up. Figure it out.
0: Just for listening.
1: So today, we each have a play. Um, my play of the day, I think Jake might have two. But my play is Sylvania minus two. Um, I think right now they're at two and a half. Um, I think it's playable to three and a half. Um, I think they beat France. I think they have a really good chance to medal. Um, I know Jake has a parlay that's kind of in the works, uh, so let him talk to you guys a little bit about that.
0: So I got I got two bets for the day. I'm going to ride with Mac on Slovenia minus two. They have are they haven't lost the spread in this Olympics so far, though we trust the streak. And my next bet is going to be the Angels run line over the Rangers. It's one and a half. It's at minus one five. I think the Rangers get back on their bad streak. They got nothing going for them right now. You know, got rid of Gallo. Uh, Just bad luck charm, I think. Even though we love him. Yeah. Um,
1: And Jake has a parlay right now. A um, 10-1 unit parlay that's plus 10,000 or plus Mm -hmm. 1,085. And it is riding on Japan uh, getting gold in the Olympics.
0: And if you're paying attention on Twitter, you would have saw that play about four days ago. There's a little four-teamer plus 1,085. We just got Japan Gold Baseball left.
1: And before we get into this uh, Mavericks segment, make sure to listen to the ad. Uh, We have a promo code going out. That is Dirk41 um, at betus.com. And Dirk41 is all caps for a 125% sign-up bonus. So make sure you listen to the ad and deposit some money and you get some free money from it. Let's go win some. Follow right. our picks and let's win some more money.
0: You put you put 50 bucks in, you get 112 and a half.
1: Extra. Extra money. Just free. Well, that'll do it for Segment Bet Talk. Listen to the ad and enjoy us talking about the maths. Hey guys, with sports betting season in full force, with football season around the corner, you need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. Use promo code DIRK41, that's all caps, at BetUS.com to receive a 125% sign-up bonus after a deposit of $50 or more. BetUS has the lines for any game you can dream of while allowing you to bet live sports across the globe, from the live casino to the horse tracks. BetUS has you covered in every front. Remember to use promo code DIRK41 all caps at betus.com in order to receive your 125% signup bonus at the best sports book there is.
0: So we've got a special guest on today. Mr. Trink, would you like to give yourself an intro?
2: Sure. Uh, I'm David, David Trink. I write for Mavs Moneyball. Uh, I've been writing for them since, I believe, October of last year. So I wrote for the whole season, the whole 20, uh, 2021 season. And uh, I go to a i A&M. I'm currently majoring in applied math with an emphasis in statistics. Uh, and I've been a Mavericks fan my whole life. So I am looking to do something in sports analytics, but we'll see. Awesome,
0: and for those of you who don't know, us and David used to used to run it back in the middle school, a little bit of high school days. Yep, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. David used to be a, a sharpshooter.
2: <laughs> hey, I still remember the game where Jake hit the hit the ceiling on a corner three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> My shot used to have so much arc, I hit one of the supporting beams on the ceiling one time. <laughs> <laughs> It's and just, the refs were just kind of looking around, like, I guess that's out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what happened after that.
0: I <laughs> didn't. I don't think I shot the rest of the game.
2: I, yeah, I, I don't blame you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll skip that. But uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit about the Mavs today. About for those of you who know, free agency uh, technically. Hasn't started, but it has started at the same time. Uh, teams are only allowed to—I mean, this is all air quotes—but talk, begin discussions with free agents uh, at 5 p.m. on the second, and they can start signing people on the sixth. But I, I think a lot of things are already <laughs> pretty, pretty. A lot, of, a lot of tampering.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when, <laughs> you get, when, when you get when you get a three or a sign and trade deal with the contracts have already been negotiated <laughs> coming out at five oh one yeah and it opens at 5 it's been negotiated before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mavs not a lot of groundbreaking news, but you know, some good things. Uh David, how do you feel about the the Tim Hardaway the Tim Hardaway deal?
2: Um, honestly, I love it. I think I wrote in his uh, player review that he was going to get upwards of twenty million, and I thought he was going to. And we got him for what eighteen a year. I think that is a steal. I think Tim Hardaway is very valuable. I think the biggest thing for the Mavs is getting a second um, option, uh, like besides KP, a, a second like guard slash forward that can create their own shot. Because I think Tim Hardaway will shine if they can get another dude, because Tim Hardaway at times can be that, but he's not He's not that. He's definitely that third option that if you have two guys that are going, Tim Hardaway will just kill you. Definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: And hopefully he can find strides like he did at the end of last season, you know, sort of going into playoffs. He was averaging like 25 over like six games or something like that. I mean, if we see that and we get another guy, I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. And we saw, uh, who was it, Duncan Robinson and Norman Powell, I believe, both got five years, $90 million. Mm-hmm. And, that, I mean, that's just an extra year. Same same money as Tim, just an extra year. I think that's where he falls. I think he's in that class of those type of scorers, type of guards. So, yeah, I'm I'm glad we didn't break $20 million on him.
3: So it's, it's nice that it starts at sixteen, and saved you a little bit more cap space this year. Um, we didn't really do much with it, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's still, <laughs> so,
0: yeah, at least, at least we did something. And you know, we bringing Bobon back. I think everyone in the world expected that. Uh, woohoo! I mean, that's Lucas' friend. That's fine. <laughs> I don't.
2: Yeah. They need to they need to complete the Luka like best friend circle by bringing in Dragic now.
0: Yeah, yeah. and and JJ Barea have we got both of them? Yeah, GGs.
2: I don't know. Luka may, may average forty five next year with all <laughs> those dudes around him.
0: Literally, just cause he's gonna be having fun. Yeah, it's like better when it's just fun.
2: I mean, yeah, like you see that like in the Olympics. He's said like he likes playing with the Slovenian national team more than he does i'm assuming more than he does the maps um yeah, okay. and see. he's been playing like extraordinary, like historically well for the olympics so Dude, that
0: 48 point game like my gosh it's crazy that's like, yeah that's that's actually our uh our pick we're picking their spread against yeah, france
3: today
0: i think there's mm. two two or two and a half but yeah Wait, literally just because of him. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I like it. I, I think I think Slovenia has a legitimate chance to win the gold medal.
0: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's just, obviously, it'll be the U.S. as the toughest team. But, I mean, what we've seen from them, I I wouldn't trust them to beat any team.
2: Does Australia maybe upset the U.S.? True.
3: You know, it could happen.
2: They've already beat them on exhibition play.
3: And Patty yeah. Mills turns into Steph Curry, <laughs> Damian Lillard esque when he plays for Australia. So
0: he just went to the Nets too. Yeah, Lakers or Nets, but yeah, Getting back to the Mavs, <laughs> uh, two two signings from guys who weren't on the team before. We have I'll say uh, Sterling Brown, who has played who was coached by a kid on the box mm-hmm. uh so smu product that's fine uh it's at 42 yep. percent from three how do you feel about that
2: i like it i like um the mavs you know like kind of commitments is putting shooters around luca um you know it, it's kind of like a situation where last year that theoretically should have been the case kind mm-hmm. of and then the players just couldn't shoot <laughs> but <laughs> um except for obviously tim hardaway but you know like when it mattered like Maxi was missing dorian was missing at times mm. um but if sterling brown can shoot what he did last year and play some defense too like I, it's kind of weird to me though because they brought in sterling brown and reggie bullock who both are kind of like dorian-esque players so now they have like three of these like mediocre three and d wings mm that I don't really know what they're going to do with, like who they'll start and what they'll, you know, what the rotation's going to be. Um, especially with the Lakers being so big. Um, yeah, that's
0: what I was going to say. Like, we, we have a, a small ball lineup now, but yeah, is that small ball lineup good enough? <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of— We'll see. You know, literally Luca is is the only fighting chance— you know, if, if they just can hit threes and let Luca do everything else, you know, we would beat the Clippers if we were hitting our shots in some of those games. But you know, maybe yeah. maybe Bullock and Brown can help. I, I like the Bullock one, honestly. He's he's a good player. He's just not like the franchise changing player or anything like that.
3: Yeah, like I I watched them uh, or looked up a lot of stuff about Reggie Bullock. Um, he normally guards, like, the opposing point guards and stuff. And so, like, I think – because he's not as strong as, like, Dorian, um, which I think helps, like, allow some versatility because, like, we're playing a team like the Lakers or something. Like, he'd probably go up against Russ and you'd have Dorian on LeBron or something like that to just give that versatility. Um, and he is bigger at, like, six, seven. Um, so we have some link to disrupt those opposing guards as well.
0: Yeah. I yeah mean, No, go ahead. I think uh, I think Kirk <laughs> was talking about this, but the the Seth Curry trade is kind of. I mean, we we almost have nothing from that trade now. I don't think we have. Anything. We got I don't, most we all, Brown. I think
2: Tyler Tyler Beza unrestricted free agent. So I think we have nothing.
0: I think he he's with the Bulls summer league team, if if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. So we, we traded uh Seth Curry for Moses Brown essentially.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, you know, it, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go back and criticize him now because I was supportive of the move when it happened. You know, we got two, Josh Richardson just wasn't the fit for Dallas, but. You know, it it was a chance that was worth taking because, I mean, we saw Seth go off in the playoffs, but he was also getting abused on defense, which is something that we just didn't need. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I I wouldn't – having KP (laughs) – inserting Seth Curry into the lineup, I'm just thinking about the defense and how the defense we already struggled with. And I'm just thinking about (laughs) Kawhi getting a switch on the block against Seth Curry. (laughs)
2: yeah it it would not have been pretty um i you know i I agree i was i was definitely all in on the trade when it happened because of the offense for defense but it was more like offense for i don't even like kind of sometimes defense i guess (laughs) like once in a while he would do something and you're like oh wow this guy guy's yeah. a perfect fit, and then he would brick seven threes and turn the ball over five times, and you'd be like, "Okay, well, yeah. I guess yeah. you can't even play him." So
1: makes a yeah. makes a good defensive stop, takes the ball, gets it picked,
3: um, fast yeah. break dunk for the other team.
2: Yeah, <laughs> You're like okay,
3: exactly. yeah,
0: but so yeah, that's <clears throat> free agency so far has just basically been those four: uh, Tim, Boban, Reggie Bullock, Sterling Brown. We missed, missed out on the Kyle Lowry uh, lottery.
3: We, uh, yeah. we still have a trade exception. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I don't know if you've also seen the tweets. Saw a ton of tweets about how the Knicks and Mavs, they don't know how continuous those talks were, but how they were talking about maybe doing a sign and trade for Reggie Bullock. Um, yeah. Which create... Uh, trade exception for New York, but it would also allow the map to take Reggie Bullock into the trade exception. So then we'd have the MLE again um, to offer out around, which would be interesting, especially with the uh, the market of guards. Like, where's Reggie Jackson going to go? You know, right. like there's just not a ton of money out there um, to be spent.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, the Mavs definitely have a chance. I think they started off pretty strong in free agency with the signings they made. I liked all of them, to be honest. Um, But now they have a chance to really, like, separate themselves from the last couple years of free agency. Uh And, like, make the next step to being a contender with adding, like, Drogic, Reggie Jackson, Dennis Schroeder. That type of player, like, I think definitely a secondary guard that can create his own shot and create for others at times is, like, really what the Mavs need because I don't think the Mavs will be able to uh, – maybe maybe I'm wrong about this, but I don't think the Mavs will be able to make a deep, deep playoff run, like, maybe to the conference finals or finals. If Lucas like, usage percentage is, like, 40% or whatever, 34%, whatever crazy number it was last year. Yeah,
0: and, he, I mean, he'll get tired, too. You can't – uh, besides, like, LeBron – or MJ, I don't know if you've seen anyone just carry a team through the playoffs for just like like Dirk did a little, but I mean we had games from Jet, kid like Tyson. Uh, I just don't don't know if he could carry mediocre play through the entire playoffs. Which is how stacked it is now. Like playing the yeah. Nets, you gotta have someone else or Lakers or yeah. Yeah, definitely need someone like that. And, like, you
3: already saw in the first round he was getting tired. Like, what's going to happen in the Western Conference Finals if he still has an easy rate? It's like he's just going to become more tired and you're going to see the fatigue more and more, like, earlier in games the further we go until we get that secondary creator.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And then, um, you know, at some point, like, the, you know I don't know, you know, honestly maybe this year, like, the fatigue doesn't show, but at some point, like, in the next couple years of the Mavs, because I don't know if this next year is the year, although something I'm planning on writing about is just, like, how the Bucks championship kind of proves that, like, anything can really happen, like the Lakers lose AD again, the Lakers lose LeBron again, you know, the Nuggets, they were playing without Jamal Murray, who knows what's going to happen, like, in the playoffs, this or in the season, this upcoming season, like, the Mavs need to be in, like, a win-now mindset, because you never know what's going to happen in one playoff run. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just get get the talent and just figure it out later. I think it's kind of yeah consensus thing for, like, the Bucs, Hawks. Nets, Hawks, yeah. Hawks are a perfect example. I think kind of Relates more to the Mavs about what we need. You know, they got reddish herder uh, hunter who I mean, was out for the playoffs, but helped them tremendously. I mean, just like get get the guys and let them figure it out seriously. yeah, so we'll we got we got five centers on the
2: roster right now. <laughs> I know so. I was thinking about that. <laughs> so, we got five centers and not a single one is above mediocre. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> except Boban. Boban gets the pass.
2: Yeah, bo- Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> but that 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 gives you an inkling that they have to make a move.
2: They have not, to.
0: Not they want to, but they have to.
2: Right. So uh, some- yeah. I don't know if y'all have seen the stuff about the Mavs not wanting to get rid of Dwight Powell. <laughs> because he's so liked and he's such a good guy but uh oh, i cannot i cannot get rid of him quicker honestly
0: <laughs> Man, I, yeah we're that was, might be a bag of chips trade
2: <laughs> i saw um kato said that
3: he like commented on twitter cuz he was the one who was like talking about the article and he said like i put that in there for like context like i'm not sure if it's like 100% what the maps feel or if they're like using it as like a bargaining thing or how really? they really feel about it. Like, if it does come down to, like, and it comes out that, like, Drogic stays with Toronto or another team soups in and gets him, and it says, like, the Mavs didn't want to give up White Powell, that's where I'm like, okay. like
0: Because, I mean, Drogic can easily be that guy. He would he would be beloved, I mean, with Igor. I mean, just the foreign, the, Euro- the all the European guys we have, I feel like they just mesh, like, Lori wanting to come to the Mat, Lori Markin yeah. wanted to, to the Mavs just for that. Uh, I mean, and Dwight, Dwight's been there the longest on our team, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: So I get, I get that. Like, I, I wouldn't trade him for nothing. I think you can get something out of him, but see, I, I just, mean, come on.
3: I just don't know. Dwight's, and I, I view his contract as a negative. Like, cause like I'm looking around the league with the centers. Rashawn Holmes got as like, thirteen million. Dwight Powell has eleven million. Andre Drummond <laughs> signed a veteran minimum deal after he made yeah. like twenty million before he got bought out. Like the center market is just, it's interesting. Um, and I think these playoffs did not help the center market um, whatsoever. Um, yeah, no. you saw like Mason Plumlee had to be moved off. And a draft pick for Charlotte to take Mason Plumlee, and he, I mean he had some. Not saying Mason Plumlee is like above average, but he had some games. Like he's a he can play in the rotation for a non-playoff team, and maybe get some spot minutes in the playoffs. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what we do with it.
2: Yeah, I mean I I don't know how we're going to get rid of Dwight Powell. What it's going to be for? Um, but I think the Mavs. Well, who do they have? Boban, Dwight, Powell, Moses Brown, Um, Maxi, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, KP. KP. They've got to see. That's another thing. Is just like, I I think for me the Mavs two biggest needs this offseason were a secondary creator and then a traditional center. Like, and I and I guess I keep going back to the Hawks, but like the Hawks built like the perfect team around Trey. Mm -hmm. Like, with Clint Capella protecting the paint, grabbing every rebound. Then they just had this plethora of wings that could play different positions, guard different positions, make threes, and it just worked perfectly. And I think that, like, style of team would work so well around Luka. But um, the biggest question to me is, like, what kind of player is Kristaps going to be next year? Mm -hmm. And, like, that kind of determines whether we're going to need a center or whether we're going to need, you know more wings or obviously we need another creator regardless, but um like missing out on Rashawn Holmes could be something, could be nothing if KP is a rim protector and can roll, which uh-huh. I don't know. There's just so many what ifs like if about KP next year. That it's just hard to tell like if the Mavs are going to need another big man or not. Yeah.
3: And like not knowing what KP is, I feel like as like, In the match runoff, it's it's so hard to, like, judge what you really need because, like, if you think KP can be that guy, you don't need to bring in Rashawn Holmes. But if KP can't be that guy, you obviously want to bring in Rashawn Holmes, but then that's kind of like a precursor of, all right, well, we should probably move KP because I don't see them both staying on the floor in a playoff series for the type of money that they command, like both being starters. Like, I don't see them both on the court together for 30 minutes. Um, like, especially if you played a team like the Clippers, uh-huh. like it just makes it really tough. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, it's, it's interesting. I, I obviously hope for the best with KP. Like I hope KP returned to what he was, um, in the bubble in that year, you know, cause at least that's a, a he's, he was a plus defender that year. So at least that gives you that plus defense and he's not a liability out there. And then that lets you, uh. Do a lot more with your lineup with him at the five, with um, yeah. like the floor spacing and
2: all of that. Yeah, I agree. I'm. I think. I think the coaching staff thinks he can get there. I think Jason Kidd definitely thinks he can get there. We'll see. Like it's just like so hard to know because all the coaches we brought in are new and mm-hmm. don't know how they're gonna mesh with. I- I'm assuming that they'll mesh with KP a lot better because of the player relatability aspect and like the foreign aspect. Um, it's also interesting because all the coaches they brought in haven't had, like, a lot of success in the NBA. Like, Igor was not good in Phoenix. Um, (laughs) Jason Kidd was what you make of him in Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Um, Sean Sweeney was in Detroit. So, you know how Detroit's been for the last (laughs) however many years.
0: Yeah. I like how, uh, I think Sweeney... I think Giannis spoke pretty highly of Sweeney,
2: Sweeney my yeah. kid, yes. which
0: yeah. more so Sweeney on the player development side, which I like.
2: Yeah, I like see, that's that. like that's like everything has been just about player development and not like X's and mm-hmm. O's and like success mm-hmm. on the court, which is interesting to me. Um, yeah, I, I just don't. It's just so hard to tell how like what our offense will look like. They're saying they're gonna go all in on defense. We'll see. We've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean,
3: like, um that's I'm excited to see how the player development works. You know, right. and like see if it actually and how quickly. Yeah, and yeah. how quickly. Like if it's a if it's a process that's gonna take five years for like a Josh Green or something like that, then like that's obviously not ideal to fit this timeline. Um just because you want to be ready to win now, like you said earlier, if you have Luca, you should just be in win now mode um, from here on out. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how the development works um, with all that. And I think they're really banking on Igor being that X's and O's guys because he was—he's known as one of the better X's and O's guys in Europe. Um, yeah. It was also—I feel like that Suns roster didn't do anything the next year until the bubble, anyhow. So. I think I'm just gonna give them a little, a little pass on that one.
2: Um, yeah, no, I think I think all the coaches definitely, um, their experience was good in the in the sense that like they all were with teams that definitely didn't have championship aspirations. So like their wins and losses should be taken with like a grain of salt. But at least they got the experience, and now with a team that has championship aspirations. I think it'll be pretty valuable that they all have NBA experience previously.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just Luca, like, yeah, just he's so insane. And I feel like any any three of us could step out on the court and average like forty percent from three, if, <laughs>
2: <laughs> just because he's that good. Yeah, we, we win. I mean,
3: we'll give some stuff up on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'd be as good as Seth Curry was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Honestly, or so Trey. That, well, not Trey Burke's actually decent on defensively.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he he saved his career in the bubble. So yeah,
2: uh, he he saved his career, and then he might have killed it again next year as a <laughs> yeah. actor.
0: But yeah, just I like how Igor has been with Luca. Obviously, we wouldn't have even dreamed about that signing if he hadn't had experience with Luca. Uh, I think we're kind of compensating for the fact that uh, Donnie and Rick were supposed to go overseas this summer and scout Luca and see how he moves off the ball and everything. Obviously, we moved on from him and kind of threw our new front office right into free agency with big expectations. So they haven't been able to be over there with him. So I think we're just trying to get people – that already have experience with him, you know how he plays in Europe. Um, but yeah, I, I I've liked all the moves that we've made so far. I'm not against anything free agency wise. Uh, I I wish we made a splash, but I mean it just kind of is what it is now. It's it, they were they were put into a tough position to succeed. Like three weeks before free agency started, obviously people had already been talking at that point and getting deals worked out but we'll see we have Luca. that's yeah. that's the most important thing
3: i'm at least glad that it wasn't like 2019 where i was listening to danny green's podcast for a week <laughs> awaiting his free agent destination um, <sighs> at least they at least they made a quick pivot and like they went and got tim reggie and sterling like at least got some Rotation pieces, like I'm not sure if like Sherilyn Brown is going to see like playoff minutes in every series, but like I'm pretty positive Reggie Bullock and Tim. um, Yeah, for sure. Both rotational pieces that you're going to play in any playoff series that are going to get serious minutes and contribute on, at least Bullock's going to contribute on both sides of the floor. But Tim just has that fast trigger, like he might be on one night, might be unconscious. So I just thought it was key to bring in some depth because like Last year, we didn't really just have depth either. You know, it's like we have Dorian, Maxi couldn't defend, and we just didn't have another answer for those yeah. players. So at least getting somebody else um, that's a plus defender, um, I think, was important. Now we just need that secondary ball handler and maybe a different center. but.
2: Yeah. See, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it can be, like, understated enough just how close we were to... I thought we, I thought if we had beaten the Clippers, uh, we would have gone to the Western Conference Finals, and then from there, who knows. But, yeah, um, like, just how close we were to making a deep run. Like, Luka is just that good, and, like... Um, something I think cannot be understated enough is, like, just watching every Mavs game, I noticed way before, like, people... Like I'm sure people were talking about it, but before it, like came out, just like about Luca and Rick not getting along great. I mean, it was it was very obvious to me whenever Rick would take a timeout when Luke would want to, Like if the other team would go on like a short run and Luke and Rick would take a quick timeout, Luca was like visibly upset about it a lot because he wanted to just play through it and uh, stop it himself. And then there were times when Rick wouldn't take a timeout and Luca did stop it himself, and I think something the new coaching staff needs to do is let Luca control the game a little more because i think Luca's that good to wear like i mean we you could argue that in the clippers series the one moment that changed the series was the timeout in the first quarter or the, the sub out of luka sorry in the first quarter um of game 3 i believe yeah, yeah or game tough. 4 what was it game it?
3: 3 Game
2: three where, where the Clippers came back. Um that like could it be argued that it changed the time? like the Mavs, the Mavs go up 3 0. Like it's it's basically over. Like yeah. they, if they open that lead if they let Luca keep playing, they open that lead up some more. Like, who knows where the Mavs would be right now? And if the new coaching staff is like all in on, on Luca and letting him control the game, like that could be a game changer too. Because the Mavs, like I think I think is I think I agree with Reggie Bullock being a huge piece. Um, I know he's like not a big name, but he is definitely a plus defender. He's a plus three point shooter. Um, he can create his own shot occasionally too, and um, just like the Mavs were a couple plays, like a couple stops, a couple made shots away from moving on. And I think, but the, the combination of the new coaching staff and like the. Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown. You know who knows what what plays he can make in the in the playoffs. Like what situations will get like Reggie Bullock. If you were to replace Josh Richardson with Reggie Bullock, I think the Mavs would have been at least you know somewhat like maybe that maybe they would have beaten the Clippers. Who knows? Uh, but I think, they I think those those two things are, are huge so far in free agency. And the,
0: the Josh man's horrible in the Clippers, yeah. especially. So he I, I agree. He. The, that one the one play that just I defended him all year. I was like, you know, it's just a tough year. And, you know, in his defense he got COVID and he had to move to New City. So, you know, it just wasn't a fit in the end. But he had one play where he got it and tried to like just ISO someone up at the top of the key and then shot like a fadeaway mid range and airballed it by like yeah. four feet short. Yeah. So,
2: I know uh, exactly what you're talking about.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm unsold.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it was kind of weird to me in that Clipper series because he just looked, he looked like me when I went, when I would go in in high school basketball after <laughs> playing like once every three games, and then I'd go in and be scared out of my mind. That's kind of like what he looked like, and I would airball or turn the ball over or something. And it was weird because he's – I don't know. He was just like – had so much upside, I feel like, on Miami. And then in Philadelphia, it wasn't the right fit, and it seemed like Dallas would have been the perfect place for him. And early on, it did look like that. But then it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, we're
3: like – Reggie Bullock's like the next um, shade of the DeLon Wright, uh, Josh Richardson, Reggie Bullock. We're just going to keep trying to find somebody – it's a little bit more defensive-minded to play that other guard spot.
2: Hopefully, um, you know, I think Josh Richardson was definitely better than DeLon Wright, and hopefully Reggie, Reggie Bullock can continue the upward trend and <laughs> yes. finally be someone that's playable in the playoffs.
0: <laughs> hopefully. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, you didn't like Yogi?
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, listen. If we can get a, I, I heard the, the Kings are interested in Siakam, so if we can get the... Three team trade with Drogic and Yogi coming back to Dallas. Who knows? <laughs>
0: we're set, man. Hey, he had seven threes in his Mavs. Did you know that or whatever it was?
2: <laughs> like, I did, separate.
0: yeah. And then we were so sold on him.
2: <laughs> it's like point. No, I, I remember, I actually remember this like very vividly thinking, like, um, I was like, if Yogi Ferrell is like the young Mav of the future, we are so screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I no, was I, like, this you're... is fun, but I, I'm not going to enjoy this for the next five years. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was a that was just like a one game, like, hey, that's pretty cool. He had, it was like 30 points, Yeah, something like that. It was like was a 40-point
2: 40, 40 game in Golden State.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: I, I thought he was the next thing at the <laughs> time. I was like, this guy. Um, <sighs> yeah, it wasn't fun seeing Yogi on the Clippers bench. Chirping with, like,
0: Pat I
2: Bev. It's so annoying. Just like, okay. Oh, yeah, he's not even on the Kings anymore. I forgot
3: about that. Yeah, I think they, I think they like, dropped him. Even though I don't – the Kings don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah. Just a side note.
0: Oh, yeah, they have, have no like, clue what they're doing.
3: Especially because, like, I'm, like, a big fan of, like, Baylor stuff. Like, I was seeing a ton of tweets about um, Davion Mitchell. And, like, he didn't even work out for them. He didn't know he was going there. Like, didn't really have any conversations with the Kings. <laughs> they just drafted him.
2: Yeah, he's he's good. I was I was really yeah. high on him. I think he's such a good defender.
3: Yeah, me and Jake were both um, super high on
2: Davion as well. Um, yeah, let's see what they do.
0: I would have liked him on the Mavs. That would have been perfect.
2: Hey, uh, that's the, that's the thing about the Mavs. Being a Mavs fan, it's always oh that guy would be like perfect on the Mavs, and never oh the Mavs finally got someone perfect yeah. for their team. Yeah.
0: Seriously, yeah, I was always wondering about Reggie Bullock. Now we got him. We got him. Finally.
3: Um, so before we move on to summer league,
0: do you think that the
3: Mavs can pull something off for Dragic or do you think that door's closed? If you had to give your opinion on it, what do you think ends up happening?
2: I think they I think they definitely could do something um like Drogic has like uh vocally like said like on Slovenian TV that he wants to play for the Mavs at least some point towards the end of his career um and now would be like the perfect time do I think the Mavs will pull something off honestly yeah like I think I think we're seeing like a like a concrete change in the Mavs like free agency like um approach in front office like they they moved on from Kawhi quickly they moved on from Lowry quickly that would not have happened in the past I don't think Um, We definitely have nightmares about players that we've wanted for two, that the Mavs have pursued for too long. Um, And I think that like Dragic is attainable and I think the Mavs will go and get him. I don't know who who they'll have to give up. Hopefully it's like, I don't know, like a Dwight Powell thing or something to clear that um, like, Whatever the uh, the five, the, the bunch of centers we have, like clear at least one of them. Um, but I, I don't know, but I do, I do think that we will see Dragic in the Mavs uniform next year, maybe at the trade deadline, too. I don't know if Dragic okay. starts the season on the Mavs, but I think at some point, the Mavs are gonna realize that the importance of him not only on the court, but off the court, mentoring Luca. He's been to the finals, he's played for years, he's like seen it all. And he can still produce. He can still give you 25 on any given night. Mm-hmm. He can create for himself. Um, he can create for others. He's a good passer. Like, I think that he will be in a Dallas uniform this year at some point.
0: I agree. And he tweeted that, like the screenshot of the notes app, where he said, <laughs> like, they're just trying to find a third team, essentially is what. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's almost foolish to think that third team isn't the Mavs. And, you know, I think it also gives leverage that, you know, he's, his contract is up next year. So did the Raptors want to get something out of him while they can? Uh, and obviously we want him now. So I think I think that should just be enough to be like, all right, we'll take Dwight Powell and whatever you want to give for him. Yeah. I mean, I'm
3: hopeful that, that Dwight Powell and either Willie sign or Trey Burke that's what you kind of need for the salary to fill. Um, I'm just curious to see if – I'd love to just give that up. I wouldn't mind giving up seconds. So I'm just curious to see if we have to end up giving up a first um, with that Dwight Powell contract. I wish he was expiring because it yeah. makes things a lot easier. I think some of the issues are that he's got another year of $11 million. Um, yeah. But, I, yeah, like you said about Drogic, like, He's obviously not on the same level as Lowry, but I think the his off the court is more than what Lowry would bring, especially right. having that previous relationship with Luka and it's someone that Luka respects. Like if you if you watch every Mavs game, you can tell that Luka doesn't care as much about some games. And I think Drogic might be able to bring that like competitive spirit to him in more of those regular season games. Um And just to the team, I think he'd have a huge impact. And he'd he'd be like the Lowry light, you know. And it'd be nice having somebody like that. But with the additions of, like, Brown and Bullock, it seems like your roster's a lot deeper. Like, it's not that one guy. But now you have, like, three or four rotation pieces you just added this offseason. And you got off some guys that don't play much in the playoffs. And if they do play, it's because Rick Carlisle loves to start Trey Burke and second half of the games for some reason
2: but. yeah, I agree I, I think thinkrogage would be huge. It would be interesting to see what happens with Brunson like a, a lineup of drawage and Brunson at the same time kind of scares me defensively yeah. but um, we'll see I think I think I think it, they could work something out with uh, maybe uh, giving him minutes with Bullock and Brown so that the defense isn't just completely you know shot yeah. but we'll see.
0: And that's that's a new, uh, you know. There, I hope there's some. If we get them, there's some dragic KP with minutes without Luca too. You know, right. I think that would that would also just show how KP can work with other guards because you know, if Luke is going to be the primary scorer and ball handler, of course. If you can show that KP can play with a guy that's not. A such a dominant scorer, then you know that also is another inkling to bring more guys in that can handle the ball, and that can create for the Mavs.
3: Yeah, like yeah. With that last thing I want to say about the Mavs, but like, we're, I truly believe we're a true number two away from being championship contenders every year. Like, we've addressed some of the depth, but if we had that number two, that like clear cut number two, and if KP comes out and does what he did in the bubble and can defend the rim and give you 26 and 10. Like that's like we would have won that Clipper series if he was not such a defensive liability and was better on offense. And I'm hoping this off season, he can work on his game, maybe work on not catching post-ups 16 to 20 feet from the basket. And can really work on like getting low and build that lower body strength and
2: he needs to, he needs to be a, a, a legitimate pick and roll threat for us to have a chance, yeah. honestly.
3: And not just pick and pop, because like he never really rolled down the middle of the basket. Like he'd occasionally cut, um, like baseline, but like you never really saw anything like in the middle of the court um, with him like rolling or cutting or anything like that.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's it's gonna be huge, and hopefully he can fix the way he jumps and lands because that's scares me every single time Uh (laughs) yeah
3: like anytime he touches the floor i'm like oh my gosh like uh, his knee like
2: anytime he just yeah it looks so painful yeah
0: so we do mavs did announce their summer league roster uh four so mavs didn't really splash on draft night but they got four guys that went undrafted uh, and you know they have promise, they have upside, but they're about as as good as undrafted guys as you can get. You know, maybe you know Dorian was undrafted, so maybe they Maxine can evolve. Maxi was
3: undrafted. Maxine. JJ was undrafted.
0: So we have yeah. Carlick. Is it Jones? Carlick Jones from Louisville. Uh, from what I've heard, sort of a. Decent scoring guard brings good defense. I think he's sort of a big body. He's like six three.
2: Yeah. Uh, combo guard. He's 6'1", 185
0: from what you <laughs> All right, so <laughs> never mind.
2: But uh <laughs> I think I think I'm most excited about um what's his face? Eugene uh Amor, Amor-, Amor-, Amor- mm-hmm. Amori. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's he's supposed to be like uh, six, I think he's six six. He's like a, he's he's another one of those like wings that the Mavs now have a plethora of. That's like a three and D guy. He's he had 25 and 10 in the tournament in a tournament game last year for Oregon. Um I don't know. I'm just the Mavs really need just like one of those three and D like versatile players. Also like EJ Onu who's a, he's not, a, he's not a three and D, but he's, he's a, he's another center. Um, maybe if, if he shows promise cause his shot blocking is supposed to be his forte. And that's like kind of what the Mavs need. Like if he shows enough promise, maybe the Mavs can move off of a couple centers and get, uh, you know, another, another like guard forward player. And then EJ Onu could step into like some backup role this year, but we'll see. Um, he might be too raw at this point but maybe in the next two years two three years like he could be big for the Mavs I could see him filling that role um and honestly I'm excited to see Nate Hinton Nate Hinton showed like a lot of scoring ability at times last year and um I'm excited to see like the next step he takes like him and Josh Green both Uh Mm
0: -hmm. yeah they're both uh they're both just like juicers. When they come in, it's just energy, and sometimes you just need that. Like, they, they're almost. Josh Green is a leader when he comes on and just kind of sets the tone, and you know goes goes a million miles an hour on defense. And just, you know, I, we need guys like that too. Just because you know that's that's not really Dorian. That's not Maxi. You know, any of our primary defenders just don't really embody that. So I like him. And he's been doing good for Australia, too. Uh, yeah. he, he may not even play a, a game of summer league, <clears> but <throat> he's, getting, he's getting runs in no matter where he is. Yeah.
2: We'll see if he can make it three next year, but... <laughs>
0: yeah, I think he had two this last
2: year. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but he, I, I, let's see if he can, uh, like, not... I mean, all of his bricks were just, like, bricks. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it did not look good. Like, loud, loud bruises. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see if his shot looks, like, any better. Hopefully. Hopefully somebody's working with him.
0: Hey, uh, he, he broke Mav's Twitter when he hit that little Dirk fade on the baseline.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everyone's like,
3: oh, my God. Um, I'm also excited to see Tyrell Terry mm-hmm. play. Um, just didn't get to see him ever really play. Um, but at Stanford and, like, in War videos, you can see, like, He's got a gorgeous shot, can shoot from all over the court. Um, so I'm excited to see – I'm excited for the summer league team. Um, and, like, one thing about EJ Onu, shot 40% from three. Like, around 40% from three, which is crazy being, like, 6'11", having, like, a seven. Yeah, I know it's, like, so, so – I've seen, like, yeah. six – seven – or seven, six wingspan. And I've also seen, like, seven, ten. I want to say it might be, like, seven, nine or something, but that's just so a freaky –
2: Rangy athlete.
0: Yeah, that's like Mo Bamba's body, pretty much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's One like um, yeah, I mean they've <clears throat> definitely shot blockers that can shoot the three are pretty are pretty valuable. I mean Brooke Lopez was kind of that guy from Milwaukee. Um, you know, it's just like hard to tell how much impact all these guys are gonna have with the Mavs next year because they're in like they, they need to be in a win now mode. Um I would, you know, I I I don't know, like kind of the dream season, I guess this upcoming year would obviously be winning a championship. But if that doesn't happen, if teams stay healthy and the Mavs have to play every team at their full strength, the Mavs making like at least a second round appearance, maybe conference finals if something, if they can add in that second um scoring like guard piece, and then like developing these young guys, and then next year, like maybe a couple of these guys, like break the rotation the Mavs make a couple moves and then these young guys are like looking good and we have them on these like small contracts and then like then like they can make a, a real run next year I don't know that kind of seems like a pretty good um like two-year plan to me yeah.
0: yeah yeah
3: definitely agree
0: one name that excites me just from being from Texas Tech is uh Tariq Owens on the summer league team He's just—he's like six eleven, athlete. Just almost exactly what you'd expect. Just, he was a really good lob guy for—I mean—for tag. So, maybe—maybe maybe he cracks the roster. I don't know. If he does, it'll excite me because I think Luca will. Was like the best possible person to play with him, just because the passing and the pick and roll. And one thing about Luca is he. he Few few can hold this honor, but he he literally makes every single person better on the floor. Like Dorian's career has just been up. It was right when we introduced Luca. It was kind of when he was hitting his stride. Uh, I think KP is the only person that can't be said for. <laughs> I
3: think so. Yeah, I think some injuries had some stuff to do with that because yeah. he looked good. Not this past year, but the year before, he looked good. Um yeah. And like, it's those type of games that like, David. I don't know if you remember, it's either two years ago now, I guess. Um, so not this last year, but the year before, when the Mavs played the Pelicans, and it was like super high scoring game, and I think Luka and KP had like seventy-eight, yeah. or, like eighty-one points together, and it's like was wow. that the game in Dallas? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like those type of games make you think like, "Oh wow, like this duo could be great together." Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a little train thought.
2: But. Yeah, I mean on paper they they're perfect together. Their skill sets complement each other perfectly theoretically if KP plays up to what he can be. Um I think there's also something that's like you see you you saw it with LeBron when LeBron's like teams weren't very good around him like this thing that like LeBron does, LeBron and Luca both make everyone around them better, but there's also a pressure that comes with it, which is why like as Mavs fans we get frustrated when our role players miss their shots because we're like, okay, you have one job, like Luca does everything. All you need to do is like make one three, but it's also like when all of the pressure on you is to make that one shot, it can be difficult at times, and that's why having someone else. That can score is so so important for this team because it takes pressure off not Luke not just Luca but the other guys because now they don't feel like wow Luke is like doing everything like I need to I need to be perfect like basically if he's doing everything like everyone else needs to be perfect like no, I no longer have to be perfect. Um, but there's another guy that can get us 20 points a game, 25 points a game. Mm-hmm. Um, or 25 on any given night, and now, like, if I miss a shot, it's not that big of a – it's not as big of a deal because there's another guy who can come back down the next possession and get a bucket, and it's not Luka. And then once those, once that's happening, then Luka's just unstoppable.
0: Yeah, it, I, I totally agree with that. I think – I think even, like, just it. like, just come – and Brunson's just not there yet for – I think he gets a little shot-happy sometimes where he'll just, like, take like take Kawhi to the rim. <laughs> just, like, get swatted. Like, we don't need that. Yeah. Then it's a 1-5, and, and then it's a, a four-point turnaround, I think. Just bringing in, like, and that's why Lowry would have been perfect. Just someone savvy like that that can make a shot, set someone else up, you know, give someone else... You know, a back, a nice backdoor pass, you know, a good cut. It's just something that can allow others to play more free, too. You go know, Luca's going to dribble. He's going to either go to the rim and hit a floater, hit a step back three, or he's going to kick it out to you and you're going to hit the three. Kind of like what you said. Um, but yeah, yeah. I Free agency has been. Fine so far. Hopefully they can make some more splashes. We obviously like to see them get some good guys, but now we wait. <laughs>
3: uh, yep, August 6th will be a that's I think interesting it's a, day at
0: noon. Maybe people yeah. can start being signed.
3: Um, noon Eastern. That's when I th- like because nothing is even finalized with the Lowry deal, but I assume that's when it'll be finalized. And you saw the. Thunder makes some space today, so not sure what they're doing. Um, the Kings, like you mentioned, are interested in Siakam, um, so yeah, it's going to be It might even be a four-team deal. Who you knows? Just or a three-team or a two-team, which is Miami and then Toronto does its own three-team deal.
2: So, no, yeah, no, I'm I'm very interested to see what happens when things can be signed, trades will be made, players will officially be on new teams. Um, it's it's definitely exciting, I think, um, for Mavs fans because, uh, you know, it's the first offseason not under Rick Carlisle and Donnie Nelson. And um, it's also the, uh, you know, the first full offseason Christoph Porzingis has had since he got hurt, um, like the second injury, of the meniscus um, in the bubble. And, putting pieces around them is going to be interesting. I think they've done a good job so far, but hopefully they can make one or two more deals, whether it's a sign or whether it's a a trade before the season starts. And we go into the season thinking, wow, we have a real chance of making a Western conference finals run, a finals run, something like that. So I'm, I'm excited. I think y'all are excited too. So
0: yeah, the future's bright. We just got to make it happen.
2: Yeah, gotta gotta cherish these last five years before before uh, Luke is a Laker. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. No, he's, he's gonna be on every. There's a jersey swap for him for every single team. So, yeah, <laughs> Miami and LA. Yeah, Miami. And <laughs> Brooklyn.
2: <laughs> Knicks. The Knicks will have a uh, Giannis and Luca in five years.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll see what happens though. But yeah. Thank you for coming on today, David. We'll we'll definitely talk some more maps soon when some stuff is official. But now we yes, wait. Sir.
2: Now yes, we sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It uh, seems like y'all have built a cool thing here at All In One, yeah, Dallas. We'll keep,
0: keep doing your thing at a Maps Money Ball. We always we always tune into the articles.
2: Appreciate it. Yeah. I saw you had, that, uh, us- I saw you had that
3: regular season prediction unlocked. Mm. um from the your oh, record. Season, like regular season prediction <laughs> was literally what it was
0: yeah you called the record exactly right
2: yeah i did yeah that was something i'm proud of <laughs> well next you, next year i'll uh predict them to go 82 and 0 and we'll see what happens
0: <laughs> were you nervous when they were like 9 and 14
2: a little bit but uh, as soon as they as soon as they turned it around, I was like, okay, maybe they'll exceed it, and then yeah, it kind of went exactly how I thought. There was too many. There people were saying like the Mavs will be like four or five games better than the previous year, and I was like, oh, there's too many things that could happen for them, like COVID stuff for them to do that, and like injuries. So, you know, well, I think a lot of people were nervous when they were nine and fourteen, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Last question. Um, we'll have you on again before the season starts. Anything, but. Not knowing everything,
2: mm-hmm. where would
3: you predict the Mavs finish seeding-wise in the mm-hmm. West? Um, mm-hmm. like, I know Jamal Murray won't be back till April or March. Kawhi wow. won't be back until the playoffs if he does come back. Um, but, yeah, where do you think right now the Mavs would fit in? Um,
2: I think they're better than the Clippers. I think the Lakers are ahead of them. Mm-hmm. I think Phoenix will be ahead of them in the regular season. Um, I don't know if I would say the Mavs are worse than Phoenix, though, when it comes to the playoffs, but I think they'll have a better regular season record. Um, I would put the Mavs third or fourth in the West, I think. I think, you know... Uh, probably probably fourth. I would say the Jazz will probably have a better regular season record. There's they're um you know, they're the uh what am I, what, 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 what comparison am I trying to make? Like the uh I guess they're the Jazz. <laughs> they are great in the regular season and the playoffs come and no one's afraid of them. I think it's the like Lakers Jazz back in the day. Yeah. Right, yeah. And- I think The Lakers, Jazz, and Suns will be ahead of the Mavs. I could see the Mavs. If if the Mavs were ahead of the Suns in the standing, I would not be surprised. But I thought the Mavs would be fourth in the West last year. I think they'll be fourth in the West this year again.
3: Um, Where where do you see the Warriors?
2: That's a good question. Um,
3: Just out of, like, curiosity.
2: Depending on what Clay looks like, depending on what pieces they add. They they just added uh, someone, didn't they? There's they, some like uh, Bielisa or something.
3: Yeah, they got Bielinska. They got um, Otto Porter, and then they drafted uh, Kaminga and uh, a former Hog and uh, Moses.
2: Yeah, they'll they'll be okay. Yeah, you know, I kind of, I don't think they'll be ahead of the maps. I think, eh, I think they'll probably be fifth or sixth. I, I think the Clippers are going to be. I don't think the Clippers. I think the Clippers might be seventh in the West. Honestly. Um, without Kawhi, they, yeah. I don't think anyone will be afraid of them. Like regular season wise, at least, like they're gonna get and and no one likes them. Like they're gonna get okay. people's a game every every time. They're gonna have, have a rough time in the in the regular season. I guess, With and that would agent, look,
0: too.
3: Yeah, they're getting yeah. old, and it's like if you can't bring back Reggie Jackson, like what is yeah. that team in the regular season? Like you. You have Rondo and Pat Bev as your two-point guards. You have Terrence Mann, Paul George, Luke Kennard, Marcus Morrison, like, Zubach, and Serge Ibaka,
0: but that's... Didn't Ibaka have, like, back surgery or something? Yeah. yeah,
2: he did. Yeah, Reggie Jackson, I mean, you could argue that he saved, you know, like, Kawhi and Paul George's legacy, kind of.
3: He's yeah. so big for them. I saw um, his, like... Second spectrum numbers, like in the playoffs, his isolation points were on par with Lucas.
2: Yeah. It was It was. like every time you'd watch a Clippers game and it would come down to a moment with a big shot and Reggie Jackson would hit it. And you're like, God, this guy is just like so unbelievably good. Like he'd be so good on the maps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah we'll, we'll see what the future holds. We're, we're optimistic. And... Yeah, we just we'll see what happens. We'll put the faith in their hands. Exciting times. Yeah, Exciting I think time. I think
2: the Mavs will be like fourth. I think they'll be ahead of the Warriors because the Warriors have to play the Lakers, um, and um, the Clippers as well, and the Suns. They're all they're on the same division, aren't they?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think Portland's in it too, maybe. Or the Kings? No, Portland's with uh, I think Portland's with Utah and yeah, and Denver. OKC. Yeah, OKC yeah. and. Uh, Who's the other team? I don't remember Minnesota, the last Minnesota, like, yeah.
3: Clay could come back and not look great. I Man, don't like- we don't know.
2: That's a, that's a huge thing. I really – I'm praying that Clay looks amazing because I feel so bad for him. Yeah. But Seriously. he very well could come back and be, you know, not – like defensively I think is the big thing for him. Like he was such a plus defender, elite uh-huh. defender. Shooting, I think he'll be fine. Like shooting, When you're a shooter, it's kind of like riding a bike. You never really forget how to shoot. But defending and what he can do like off the ball will be interesting to see.
3: Yeah, and they took two projects, um, at least in my opinion. Like Kaminga, super high upside, but like, could be a number one pick. But obviously, he's not there, and he's extremely raw. And then Moses, I watched Moses every single game. Um, right. I built all the Arkansas games, and he's super raw. Um, he's, like, he's 18, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. about to be 19. And just a raw 3 and D guy, he doesn't really do much else. It's um, not very excited to take those threes, like, if they're a little contested. Um, and his defense was suspect at some times at the college level. So be yeah. interesting to see what
2: they are next year. And Wiseman, who knows? Who knows what Wiseman will be? So. Yeah.
3: I mean, they were better without Wiseman. Like, once he yeah. got hurt, they really started picking it up
2: yeah
3: yeah but yeah thanks for uh, coming on we'll definitely have to have you on before the season starts and throughout the season again it's a good time
0: yes sir always love tucking mass
2: yeah uh, yes sir Look, thank you for having me on